Dangerous to Go Alone is a member of the Broken Jars Broadcasting Network. Visit brokenjars.xyz to check out all of our amazing content. Welcome to this week's episode of Dangerous to Go Alone. I am Jay Ray. See, I feel bad. You gave me this fact, and now I'm going to take it from you. It's going to sound like I came up with it. No. Okay, my favorite candy is M&M's. Uh, <laughs> my name's Amanda, and my favorite candy is Twix. Amanda came up with that theme. The candy just so theme. she gets the credit for it. I, I did. I, I was looking at her, and I felt bad. I was like, <laughs> I'm stealing it from her. You didn't, it's not like it was some great fucking idea. <laughs> sure, but you know, I don't want people to get the misconception, like you say it all the time. Like, this is my show. Yeah, it is your show. Yeah, but it's not. Oh. Okay, because you, you add okay. things. You add things, right? Like, what was our fact this week? Sure. Favorite candy. What's this week's episode about? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Who likes Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Just I do, I do! So it's certainly not just my show. You make me talk about your bullshit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're, um, you know, we're we're gearing up for Comic Con here. We got we're like two weeks out, so you know we. Wow, really? I know it's close. Whew! I think it's three. Three? Maybe. No, it was like nineteen days on like a couple days ago on Facebook. Holy so it's like two shit, and a half, bro! Two and a half. Um, but that being said, so I feel like we're in a bit of a a nerd geek news lull because they're mm. like waiting, you know. Wait, waiting for the con. Right. So, mm. that being said... Con! That joke has never been made before. Never. Uh, so, we're going to talk about Buffy Season 3. And we because are. of that, I'm going to pass it off to Amanda, who knows infinitely more about Buffy than I do. Well, Buffy Season 3 is, like, one of my favorite seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But not your favorite season. Well, I usually say that 5 is my favorite season, because I quite like... Glory. That said, when I was going through the episode list, just as like a refresher for this this podcast, I there are like only maybe two or three episodes in this season that are like not that memorable, mm-hmm. and the rest of them are like solid, memorable episodes. Um, and the reason that really struck me is because we're maybe a, a quarter to a third of the way through season four at this point. Yep, and like it's the reverse for that season. <laughs> That there's Most, less good ones. Yeah, well, there's only, like, two or three really memorable good mm. ones, and the rest are pretty forgettable. Okay. Um, but that's my opinion. So, I, I will be interested to see, as we continue this podcast and we continue to talk about these seasons later, um, if five holds up as much as I think it does to this season. But definitely three and five are my favorites. Right. But usually I put five above that. Well, not to do a shameless plug here. But I am also part of an office podcast, mm. and we are doing a, a rewatching of the whole show. So I know what you're saying. Like, in your head, when you recall back without watching them, you're like, this is what I feel. And then you watch something, and, you know, we do ratings on that show. And it's like, you, like you said it, too. Like, some of my ratings are super low for episodes I say I like, because you're yeah. talking about it, but you're not in the middle of season five right now. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. true. It's true. Well, and the thing is, too, like, the, it's... Like, I really love... We're going to talk about all the characters in Season 3 today. But I really love, um, like, all of the characters that get introduced in Season 3. And the truth of the matter is, I hate the fuck out of Dawn. And she's in Season 5. She comes about in Season 5. Yeah. I feel like she's more annoying in Season 6, but I'm not sure that that's true. Right. Um, Riley's still around in Season 5, and I fucking hate Riley. Like, these are my least favorite characters on this whole series, so... That's got to taint that season somehow. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see when we get there, listeners. Yeah, so 
just as a, a starting point here, I just want to make it known that season three aired in September 1998. That's right. So 98. That's so long ago. <laughs> it's pretty long ago. <clears throat> and like it's Sunnydale weird. High, class of 1999. <laughs> well, because... What grade point. were you in in 1999, J. Ray? I believe I was in the fourth grade. <laughs> I might have... I guess I was in... I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what the number was on my graduating shirt from elementary school. Mm. Yeah, I can't remember what my number was either, actually. I feel like 2001? For me, maybe? Or two? Yeah, 99 would make sense, because I was in middle school in 2001. That's two years later, so that doesn't help at all. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's my answer. Fair enough. Um, well, if I was in the fourth grade, you must have been in sixth or seventh. Six, seven. or seven, six I think, because your birthday's late. Wow, sixth or seventh. But my junior high was only three years, and I was definitely in middle school. Oh, oh, oh! It's you went to a six, seven, eight school. Yeah. Oh, I only went to a seven and eight middle school. What do you want a fucking cookie? <laughs> I'm just saying, in sixth grade, I was still in elementary. So, school. how integral was your family in terms of? <laughs> organizing the public education in your town. I am so sorry, everybody. This is very boring. All right, let's talk about Buffy. So you don't get credit for it, is what you're saying. (laughs) Let's talk about Buffy. (laughs) Okay, Buffy season three, do you have any, like, general overarching thoughts to start out with? Well, it's a tough season. It's a tough way to come back, because we are post-Angel stuff. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. There's a lot, like a lot of questions going into it, right? Mm-hmm. Angel died. I, we see Buffy leave. Yeah, Buffy bails. Um, so there's just like now what, you know? Totally. Um, so there's that. Um, but in terms of overall, I gotta say I do like it. There's a couple of beats that we'll probably get to that make me feel weird. Mm-hmm. Um, things that I would say aren't bad, but I don't like watching them. Um. Some, like, relationship stuff, um, some character stuff, you know, but we'll get there. It's all it's all toward, like, the later half, for sure. Gotcha. You? I already, did, I already talked about how it's the best season. <laughs> well, you go back and forth. I'm just checking. Well, I mean, like, in context of just itself, though. So, like, you were watching this show. I really like season three. I think, I think season three, like, as it, its whole arc and its whole... Um, it works. It's good. And it has a lot of really solid, like, episodes right. in the mix. But I think also the overarching story of it all is is all pretty great. Yeah. Um, I know exactly what you're referring to with the relationship stuff, and I don't feel similarly about it. So we'll get there, yeah. and we'll discuss it. All right. What are you giving me a look for? Are we about to throw down right now? Yeah, we're going to throw down. Okay. Okay. So the first episode of the series, of the season, is Anne. Yeah. Which is where Buffy is working as a waitress in, I think she's in Los Angeles, right? I think so. I think so. Um, which is weird, because that's where Angel ends up. But, anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, this episode, I, I said this on our last episode about Buffy, but I feel like, I like this episode, it's a good episode, but it's not like the strongest of openers. Mm. Um, and I had made the comment because... I felt that season two opener isn't wasn't a, a very strong opener either. So right. I don't know how well you remember this episode. Well, she runs into that blonde girl mm-hmm. 
who is she like used a to meth go to high addict. school with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She looks like a meth addict. Yeah, um, yeah, but I forget what the the bad thing is in that episode. Oh, it's like a vampire or something. Right? No, 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 it's nope. like a demon who's like sucking the life out of yes. Young people there's like the weird. Stay young or there's like the weird bath of. Mortality or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. I remember. Yeah, it was fine. It's it was a fine, fine episode, one. Yeah, yeah, but it's not, and it definitely in context of this whole season, not one of the better episodes either. I mean, my favorite thing, my favorite thing about this show, and generally, all content are like the the gang friendships. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got so to have her separate. Right. So every time there's like a group of people, it's always the funnest. So this is not as fun. That makes total sense. Thanks. I I will say about this episode, I really enjoy Sarah Michelle Geller with. Um, braided pigtails in mm. that waitress uniform. Pretty into it on a scale of one to ten. Yeah, I gotta say because I follow <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller on Instagram. Sure. So we're pretty close. Yeah, like yeah. Um, and I mean, maybe you know, she picks the picture she puts up, obviously, but like she looks really fine for her age. She so does. I forget when we're watching Buffy that this was almost twenty years ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I, I always think to myself, like, what would happen if they did a Buffy episode today, right? Because mm. obviously the comics happen, right? Right. But I feel like they probably didn't age her the same way. I, she's probably pretty close to being, like, yeah, this her, post-college Buffy. Her comic form doesn't look <clears throat> as old as Sarah Michelle Gellar looks. Right. Um, yeah, because then it'd be weird to see tiny baby Sarah Michelle Gellar, who is, like, 40-something. Right. Um, trying to do what she do. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Good point. Okay. Um, that episode, for the record, written and directed by Joss Whedon. He often does openers and closers. Mm. But but not his best. What the fuck, Joss? Well, I mean, you got to start kidding. it somehow. It's fine, right? yeah. And right. really, I, I couldn't really imagine what else could be done with her away. Mm-hmm. Unless it was going to be a longer arc. And I think he just wanted to get them back together. Yeah. Know? Totally. Well, because we watch that documentary every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and every season end, they're always like, are we going to come back? Yeah. So I think a lot of these endings are always like, that's just how it ended. Yeah, just in case that was how it ended. <clears throat> so right? I feel like a lot of the first episodes are always like, okay, let's fix that. Because we're back now. Good point, good point. Thanks. The next episode is Dead Man's Party. Um, so Buffy comes back to Sunnydale and her mother brings home that, I think it's Nigerian. Yes, Nigerian demon mask. Yeah, that mask um, to the house. I didn't like this episode. Really? Yeah, this is actually on the list of the ones I was going to say that, like, aren't terribly memorable. Because hmm. um, everybody's giving Buffy shit. As they, if she didn't just have to murder her boyfriend and send him into a portal. You know, hell. that's a really good point. Right? So it's like like Xander and stuff. And, like, I like Xander. I'll go on record. I have gone on record. And I'll continue to go on record. I'm a Xander fan. Right. But even him. I'm like, you idiot. Like, shut up. Well, he, a part. definitely him because he hates Angel so much. So he thinks Buffy's dumb. Well, true, but he likes Buffy. Yeah. So you feel like it's somewhere there'd be some type of internal compromise. But everybody's just lecturing Buffy the whole episode, despite what's happening around them with, like, the zombies or whatever. It's true. Um, it's true. And, I'm, and I was over it. I was like, well, you know me, too. I don't like people lecturing people. So Right. Totally. Um, I'm trying to look up. Marty Noxon wrote this episode. I'm trying to look up. This might have been her first episode. Yeah, we really should be on, like, some type of Buffy yeah. wiki. Yeah, we should be. Oh, nope, she joined the writing staff in the second season, this says. Gotcha. So it's not her first episode. Anyway, I love Marty. A lot of her episodes are really great, so this is kind of surprising. Okay. Anything else to say about Dead Man's Party? No. Yeah, it was just, I just, I don't know. Again, I just feel like 
all of it is a reaction to what Buffy did at the end of last season. And I want to, like, move forward. I mean, aside from the fact that maybe somebody wants to say that mask is a little racist, I think the zombies are cool and fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay with the mask, too. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's from Nigeria. What do you want? That's true. And not you specifically, but, like, anybody who's Totally right. Totally right. I'm not one of those people. I just... I don't don't know. It sounds like a trying to be one of those people. All right. Episode three is Faith, Hope, and Trick. Yes. It's a big episode. We get introduced to Faith for the first time. We get introduced to Mr. Trick. For the first time. Yep. Um, and this episode has a great quote moment when Buffy, because the demon in this episode is named Kikistos, and there's this funny moment when Buffy comes to tell Giles about this, she was fighting this guy who was saying something about Kikistos, but she can't remember his name, so she she's like, he's saying something about kissing toast. Maybe it was taquitos, and like she goes on this thing, but Giles like, has like is already left because right. he knows what it is. Kikistos. Anyway, it's a funny moment. It's a pretty good bit. It's a very Joss sort of moment, even though we did not write this episode. David Greenwald did. I was gonna say, and I like it too again because it's like a beginning of them just going back into the regular routine yep. instead of like dealing with like what feels pretty like. normal. Yeah, totally, totally. We're back. Um, so let's. I mean, I guess we're gonna talk about faith a lot. Yeah. Over the course of this, because this is her season. But let's talk yeah. about Mr. Trick for a while. What do you think of Mr. Trick? So, is this the one with the drive-in? Like, that's the Ooh, first time we see him, no? Yes, correct. Isn't yep. that at the end of the episode? Maybe. Because he's not really in this episode then, right? Fair point. Um, no, but he's a fun character overall. Yeah, I really like Mr. Trick. I feel I, like he's underused, honestly. He is. He's yeah. totally underused, because he's really great. Yeah. And I mean, maybe there's nothing else for him to do that made sense, right. but like that actor's really great, that character's really great. It'd be nice to see him more. Yeah, I mean, I guess if it's okay to jump ahead a little bit. Okay. So, do we know who the big bad is of this season? It's the... It's the mayor. mayor spoiler alert. Spoiler for, alert. For ten minutes from now. Um, so, like, I don't know, like, the mayor is... By the way, this is a spoiler cast. <laughs> right. BT dubs. Um, yeah, the no, show the mayor, is 20 years old. <laughs> no, the mayor is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and he has some really good, like, repartee alone with uninteresting people. Mm. But because Trick is interesting, it's a shame they didn't have more, like, things more to bounce s- off each other. Yeah, I see. Because I see. they put Trick in this weird situation where he's, like, new to town. Mm-hmm. Um, his day gets messed up. He starts working for the mayor, but he's always, like, out of the loop with what the mayor's doing. Yeah. So, like, so... Right after that, Trick is, like, kind of doing as Trick, doing his shtick as much as he can while not knowing as much as he did before. You know what I'm saying? I see. Yeah, I see Because he worked for someone else in the beginning, didn't he? Maybe. Because he, uh, he was in that car with that he guy. He was in the car. And that guy died. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then he gets that's hired true. by him. Yeah, that's so, right. like, he knew what was going on before, and now he has no idea. So, sure. I feel like that's, that's his problem in this season. Presumably, yeah. That's it's true. Um, yeah, he just, they just put him at a deficit for their, his remainder. Yeah, what I really like about Mr. Trick, and this isn't entirely true, I think, I mean, I think the show from the get does a pretty good job of letting you know that there are different types of vampires out there, Mm. just like there are different types of people out there. But, like, Mr. Trick is the first, like, non-white vampire that we encounter in a long-form sort of way, anyway, as a recurring vamp. Um, And he's, like, so snazzy. Like, he's got his own style and his own flair and his own personality, that is very unlike any other vampires we've met so far, including, like, you know, the punk rock-ness of Spike and Drusilla or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, 
which is its own personality. So he's, he's kind of different. And I, I really appreciate that. Like, Harmony is a favorite character of mine just because I think it's really great to see a vampire that doesn't seem like a vampire that right. we know from our life as right. humans knowing shit about vampires, you know? Yeah. Like, it's... It, it's what separates Buffy, I think, from a lot of other vampire fiction, you know? Including Twilight and right. other nonsense. Like, right. it has its own versions of vampires and those vampires are wide-ranging right and so mr trick i feel like is one of the first ones we really get who's like oh vampires can be like this right. like they can be really because season different. one they were all kind of bananas season two like you said we get spike, we get spike right but spike is the only interesting one and even then and like, he's still like evil like he's right. got his punk rock flair but like he's still like a bad guy in a traditional right. bad guy kind of sense right so like punchy bad guys yeah you know and like so it's always been left to be like these evil forces are the ones who plan Mm-hmm. And the vampires are the are the ones who do. So yeah, trick is like a schemer. yeah. It's nice to yeah. see yeah to see the yeah totally. He's like smart. Yeah, you know. Agree. So yeah, I really like Mister Trick. Um, do you want to start talking about Faith now since she's introduced yeah. here? Do you remember what you thought of Faith? I mean, you probably had Faith bias going in, right? Like you already knew Faith as yeah, a character. Yeah. Although I will say, like her whole time on the show, like what is up with her dialogue? <laughs> I think that's the most off putting thing because I could deal with her being like an asshole and. Not seeing eye to eye with anybody and playing by her own rules, but like, why does she talk like that? Yeah, she has that. What's that one phrase she says all the time? Five by five, B. No one ever explains it. <laughs> I've never heard it before, and I think I'm kind of a hip guy. I would have heard an expression like that. Five by five, and she fucking says it. Yeah, nonstop for like four episodes straight. She does. So, so, so generally, she's fine. Um, yeah, I wonder if it was would be just as off putting to you if you watched it in 1998, or if that was kind of like a thing. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, because maybe it's so rough now. Because not only am I watching something that's dated, mm-hmm. but maybe she was kind of already rough at the time. Yeah, I'm curious if like she was or she like, wasn't. People were like, "Oh, that's weird." Jess. Right. But he kept doing it though. I love the way she talks, so I don't have this problem. I just because but I like, think are it's you like... sure it's not like a thing like why I like watching hackers? Oh, maybe. You know, could be. Like it's so bad that it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be. It yeah. could be. I just I have an affinity for faith. You know, in the rewatch, it, we, rewatches are always interesting because you get different feelings. But Faith was one of my favorite characters when I was, like, a teenager. Because mm. she was just cool, you know? Right. But now I'm like, wow, what an annoying bitch sometimes, right. you know? So well, it's, it's kind of funny to, how you flip-flop. If they put her up too much to be the opposite. Like, right on Front Street. Yeah. Like, she's there. She's got her arm warmers on and she's got her feet up <laughs> on the table and stuff like that. Sure. And she's got her weird slang and... You know, she's slouching and stuff, but, you know, Buffy's probably sitting in that chair with her, like, legs crossed and her hand in her mm-hmm. lap or something all nice and proper. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, like, really on the nose. Yeah. It's true. And we love Eliza Dushku. I'm going to speak for you because she's very lovable. And we love her, but mm. she's not really a very talented actress. I mean, honestly, I don't have a problem with her acting, mm, but I it's do. really bad in this show. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's what it is. That's fair. She's yeah. definitely been better. Because, yeah. like, she's... She's about as okay as any other okay actress. But Buffy is where I would say she's not a good actress. Gotcha. And again, I don't know if I'd blame her because I know she can be better. So I'd have to blame the directing, the writing, any number of those things, all of those things. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we'll keep talking about Faith because she's going to keep coming up. Next episode we've got is episode four, Beauty and the Beasts. This is another one that I would say is one of the, like, not so memorable ones. Um also written by Marty Noxon. So what the fuck, Marty? You were doing terrible this year. Terrible. Right. That's okay. Marty wrote The Wish. We'll get there. It's great. 
Um, yeah, so Beauty and the Beast, uh, Oz has escaped his cage, and there's, like, a brutal murder that happens, so they think it's Oz, That's but right. Buffy also knows that Angel's alive, which we didn't talk about yet, but we we know that by now. Angel is alive, and Buffy is helping him, and she's not telling anybody that he's alive. Um, yeah, Drama. isn't this also the one with, like, the weird domestic abuse? Weird domestic abuse? Oh, from... Right? It's like that girl and that boy, and that guy's got, like, Dr. Jekyll shit going on. Yep. That was weird. Okay. On top of all the other okay. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I get, like, part of it was, like, some, like, red herringness stuff, yeah. you know? Um, but there's a lot going on. Yeah, Pete in demon form. Yeah, it's not a great episode. I'm, yeah. I'm I not going to come would, to its defense. I would agree. And I think it ends real weird, too. Let me see. I can't remember how um, it ends. It is revealed that Pete had concocted a chemo potion that turned him into Lance Macho. Right. Um, he became a monster, tries to console Scott, yada, yada. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was just like something where he like melted or blew up or some weird shit. Anyways. Yeah, it's a weird episode. Not great. Not a great one, no. Um, yeah, the angel stuff too is weird of him like yeah, being so caged back. up and animalistic and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you fine. think about him coming back? Do you think that's like a cheesy cop out? Would you rather him be dead? Are you glad he's in season three? Well, there's like no explanation. No and explanation. I, from my from powers my, that be have yeah. just decided to bring him back. Well, that, and that's what they're called. Yeah, they're called the powers that be. Yeah, and apparently they're like a thing in Angel. Mm. You know, so I guess it gets explained later. So they're a thing on Charmed too. Weirdly yeah. enough, as a side note, yeah, they so, talk about the powers that be all the time. The things I was saying before they didn't like, and I guess now we're about to hit it, but like. We were talking about while we were watching the season when they knew Angel was going to get a spinoff. Mm-hmm. And it's possible it was early. Yeah, it was definitely sometime during this season. But the whole season is just everything that Angel and Buffy go through is, like, too perfect for him to leave. Yeah. Like, there's no time where they're, like, good. You right. Know? Even in episodes where they are good in the beginning, mm-hmm. something happens at the end. Right. So it's, uh, it was just, like... Maybe if I didn't know, I would have been okay. But since I knew, every time something happened, I was like, oh, because he's getting his own job. Because they're facing yeah. him out. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I think, in retrospect, that was hard for me to watch a lot of his parts in the storyline. Because it was just like, you're going to miss him when he's gone. Because they seem plot dicey. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. totally get you. Yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad that you have to see it in that light. But I can't. There's no way you could have not seen it in that light. That's right. So, makes sense. Um, okay, so next episode, episode five, Homecoming. This is where we get Slayer Fest 98. This is a favorite episode of mine, for sure. Just yeah. think it's really fun. Um, I already forgot what it's about. Buffy and Cordelia are competing to be Homecoming Queen. That's it. Mr. Yeah. Trick organizes Slayer Fest 98. That's right. Um, Willow oh, and Z- Xander. so it's the thing in the woods. Yeah, right. yeah, they're yeah. in the woods. And there's that great... This is why I love it, because I love that Cordelia... Whenever Cordelia has moments to, like do stuff i really appreciate that they don't happen very often um and it's really funny like she has that um uh spatula (laughs) in the cabin or whatever it's like very funny so so yes that's what i like about this episode i think um yeah and they have to reconcile and all that stuff which is that's all fine that's all like the normal teenage drama e stuff and that's all fine and neither of them win in the end Neither of them win in the end. Yeah, that's a very Joss thing yeah. to do. So when Homecoming Queen gets announced, it's some other bitch. I forget who wins. Yeah. Somebody we've literally never heard of. 
Yeah. Can I can I jump ahead again? Uh, please. Cordelia's character arc in this season also bums me out. Yeah. Because similarly, I mean, she's really she has really great beats, and then once she becomes less involved in the group, mm-hmm. she, she feels totally useless to me. Yeah. Um. She, I I swear it was like four or five episodes in a row where her only appearance was to say a single snarky line to Xander, right, and then to walk away. Yeah. And then we never see her again. And I get it; she's not friends with them, and right. wasn't really before. Right. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I was like, what a waste of character. Also, yeah, I almost true. would have preferred her not being there at all, and then us being. I'd rather be questioning why is she not around as opposed to seeing her in these small increments, you know. Yeah, and I have to say too, it is a bummer to lose her, like energy and what right. she does bring to the group in terms of like, not that she's useful in any way, but in right. ter- like as a viewer, she brings like comedy and lightness and like these things to the group that now seem like they're sort of missing right and we don't get them back until anya comes in in full force because anya and cordelia are very similar in their own ways in terms of it's like a function it's a ditziness yeah they come from different places though come from different places but like they're they're a little they don't know what's happening a little bit yeah Yeah, yeah, right right right. they're they're very similar in terms of their function Right. right in terms of how to write a story yeah 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 and they both bang Xander. And they both bang Xander. That's a good point. Um, so this is the episode two where Xander and Willow kiss for the first time. So this is the beginning of all that stuff that you hate. That I don't like. And you know what? I'm okay. I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, the Xander-Willow stuff is like cute enough at first. Mm. But then like the real world damage that they end up doing when it's all revealed later is what makes me feel uncomfortable. Right. And then again, that's where Cordelia starts to go down the hill. But, like, Oz is okay. Yeah. He stays cool. Cool as a cucumber. He does stay cool. Well, they they have a rough patch, Willow and Oz. is a very... They do. one yeah. scene in particular that's very sad. But um, he's, yeah, he's willing to forgive her and work on it and move forward. And right. Obviously, Cordelia is not going to be a person like that. She already thought Xander wasn't good enough for her. Sure, but they have some beats. Yeah. You know, um, there's a bit where... Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice Xander if they could work it out. some nice stuff for her. And I feel like they if they weren't such assholes together... Yeah. Because they're both kind of bad people, right? Yeah. Um, maybe they could have. Yeah, but it, so it's just... That, yeah, if they were older, but they're just teenagers, so right. that's the way it goes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not fun to watch. I totally yeah. get what you're saying. Um, okay, next episode is Band Candy, and I wonder if this is Jane... Ba- bad. Band. Is it Band? Band Candy. Oh, that's a bad on my phone. Band Candy. Why is it Band dummy? Candy? Because it's the Band Candy for the band. They're selling candy to make money for the band. I don't remember this at all. I'm trying to see if this is Jane Espenson's first episode. Because she's pretty great. It is written by her. Yeah. Yep, this is her first episode. So great to have Jane on the team. She's a great writer um, on this show and others. So, yay. This is the one where all the olds go crazy? This is the one where the olds, yeah. Because of candy created by Ethan Rain that is making old people act like teenagers. Right. And it's candy that the band is selling to, like, raise money for sure, band uniforms. Sure, but it's, like, a bad candy. No, it's, Because like, it's bad stuff No, no but it's but it's band candy, though. Like Giles banging Joyce. Anyway, Ethan Rain is back, so this is our second appearance of Ethan Rain. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you said you were a little underwhelmed by Ethan Rain. Yeah, we had back talked in season off mic. Do you still feel that um, way? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he comes in, he, like, he's like Loki. He comes in, he stirs some stuff up, but, like, when you got a fist to his face, he's kind of useless. 
Yeah, well, that's kind of what I like about him, though. Like, he's, like, this guy who's, like, yeah, and, like, he just mixes things up. And Loki's actually a really good comparison because he's, like, a almost like a prankster in a certain right. way. Like, he's literally there just to, like, do... I mean, he had, always has a purpose, but, like, what he does ends up causing sort of, like, mass chaos in a way as opposed to, like, attacking sure. one person, like vampires who want to kill Buffy because right. she's the Slayer or something. Well, that's the thing. So maybe if he showed up more at some point or something. But, like... yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was just weird. I like it. It's him. a good episode. Yeah, he's just like but in just fun episodes because he's right. fun. Right. Um, so Giles bangs Joyce, man. Thoughts, feels? Well, Joyce weird. looks great in this episode. Yeah? I think so. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Put me on Team Joyce. <laughs> you can have her. That's fine. Would you bang Giles in this episode? I would bang Giles any day of the week. So there you go. I, <laughs> I, think, we're, I think we're even. Okay, right? good. Um, no, it's a fun episode. It is fun. Um, and that, especially the way those two characters act, is so contrary to how their regular versions act. Yeah. So that's really fun to see, and I bet it was fun for those actors to play those roles. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a very, it's a, a popular trope, right? That Freaky Friday sort of trope of like, oh, all, kids now have to be responsible because parents are running amok. You right, know? right. So, but it's always fun. Right. Even if it's obvious. Or, you know. You know, why, why, are you, why are you shitting on this episode? I love right this now? episode. I think so it's a great doing? episode. Okay, I'm just saying. I mean, the other thing too, though, right, is like, well, one, Buffy's a slayer anyway, so she's going to do what slayers do. Mm-hmm. And she also has a stake in her mom's safety. Yep. But and Giles' safety. Right. But I mean, it's not like she's being responsible. That's true. She's just not letting people get hurt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to Freaky Friday, where like they've literally switched bodies. Sure. And need to do the things that that person would do. You sure. know? So, you know, it's a twist. It's a twist. It is a good episode. Yeah. I'll I'll stand by it. Okay, so episode seven, we get Revelations. This is the episode where Faith's new watcher comes to town. Mm. Gwendolyn Post. Oh, her. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, And Xander finds out that Angel is alive, and Mm -hmm. he tries to manipulate Faith into killing Angel. Mm-hmm. Not one of Xander's prouder moments. Yeah. In retrospect of him as an adult, I imagine. Right. <laughs> At the time, I think he's very proud. Right. Um, yeah. So what do you... I mean, you knew Wesley was really the watcher, right? So what did you think of Gwendolyn when well, she Well, I in? did, but I didn't. You did, but you didn't. Well, because well, I... Because, like, Gwendolyn could have just died and then Wesley took her place, right? So my... Right. Yeah. And my retroactive knowledge of this character of Wesley mm. was from Angel. Oh, okay. So I didn't know he was going to come into Buffy. I see. Yeah. So I didn't know. Like, so you didn't he... know. So that's good. So but, is this episode surprising to you? Well, you did mention, though, at some point. But oh. like, So I didn't know what capacity Wesley would be there, though. Gotcha. So I didn't think he was going to be in the season as much as he ended up being. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I figured maybe she was a regular watcher who would die. Yeah. Um, and I thought maybe it would be... And I, I get, I guess that's probably where Joss was trying to push us to think because Faith has a history with her old watcher mm-hmm. having been killed in front of her. Right. So I thought having this happen again maybe would do Could something that would cause her to spiral. Sure. Of course, and it switches and we find out that she's the bad. She's the bad. Um, yeah, I think it's um, it's a pretty good twist. It's a yeah. pretty surprising twist. You really don't see it coming. I agree. Yeah, so not, not a bad episode. Pretty good. Yeah, the Xander Angel thing is always annoying too. It's like being a dead horse. Yeah. It's like, get it, Xander. You don't like him. 
But I'm he's going to bang him. I'm 100% with you. I think yeah. this is, I mean, this is, Xander gets better, in my opinion, as the series goes on. He's an annoying teenager. Right. But once he starts to, like, understand his place in the group. Right. And function properly in that place, he's really good at what he does. And he's really supportive. And he's a good friend. And he's all of these things. Right. Um, and we're, we're watching season four right now and you feel a little bad for him because the guy flounders because he doesn't go to college like the rest of his friends. And right. that's, it's nice to watch somebody go through that on television. But once he like knows who he is and he gets his job as a construction worker, which is what, what he ends up being and doing. Right. Like I, I like Xander a lot more. Right. But all this early stuff with Angel, this is immediately why I hate Xander off nice. the bat because it's like, dude, she doesn't like you. Move on with your fucking life. Sure. I mean, but of course, Angel kills tons of people. Mm-hmm. So. But he didn't like him. It didn't matter. He didn't like him from the moment he walked in just because Buffy liked him. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, that's then true. He has but reasons. then he's also a vampire yeah. and all this other stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's fine. I would say, I would argue, though, that maybe, and again, obviously, I'm, I probably don't mean to fight for Xander as much as I'm currently in, but I just feel like once you find out he's a vampire and as someone who is totally weak in front of all vampires there's not a lot you can do yeah that's true so you can like like the guy and be in like whatever or be super suspicious of him because at any second he could bite your face yeah or snap your neck in a school hallway Totes. causing giles to be very sad yeah <laughs> after a misleading rose petal <laughs> torture trap no it's true it's true <clears throat> and and that but you're right it's like being a dead horse like we get it from season right. one xander doesn't like angel right. so it'd be nice if somewhere in the middle he did like angel right. for like a nice change yeah. but he just like always hates this guy and so the conflict which i think is a good thing in, to have in storytelling somebody has to not like him mm-hmm. but for it to always be xander is kind of tedious right, right. yeah yeah and it just makes me hate xander even sure. if he's right even yeah, when he's no, no, right no. you right. know what i mean yeah, like, yeah. like no, no, that's fair yeah because yeah. he's just annoying about it Anyway, uh, episode eight is Lover's Walk. So this is where, uh-huh. yeah, this is the one. Um, but I think this episode's actually, um, aside from, from the relationship thing, which we'll talk about in a second, um, is actually kind of nice. This is the first moment, uh, like, Spike in season two is pretty much, like, we have some sympathy for him and stuff at various points, but he's a bad guy. Right. And he comes back in this moment so upset that... Uh, Drusilla has left him. Right. And you feel bad for the guy, right? Like, like I don't know. This is when I really start to be like, oh, Spike is a is a person. Right. He's a jerk and he's an asshole and he's bad. Mm-hmm. But he's a person. Yeah. Because um, he's just so emotional. He's just, a, he's just a wreck. Right. So he kidnaps Willow to cast a love spell. Right. Um, he also, I think, has Xander for some reason. Well... He, I got to say, too, so it's interesting you brought that up because I forgot, but we had just watched an episode where Spike and Will have another, like, one-on-one moment. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, funny that they always pair these two up. They're they're when, fun like, to see together. Because yeah. they're, like, so different. They're so yeah. different, yeah. And, of course, and they like, end up switching roles when they're together for whatever reason. You mm-hmm. know, one, like, Willow becomes the confident one and Spike kind of breaks down as, like, the, you know, feely guy. Yep, exactly. Now, is this the one where um, the they uh, Oz and... Cordelia and stuff, and they yep, find out. The they whole find thing. out. Yeah, this is that episode. So that's why. I, well, I guess that's why it's called Lovers Walk. I don't know. But yeah, so th- this is where uh, Oz and Cordelia find out that Xander and Willow have been like macking it a little right. bit. Um, Cordelia is livid and she leaves. Oz is really upset, um, and eventually that works out. But at first, it doesn't. Right. 
Yeah. It's kind of a sad episode. Yeah. It's a downer, for sure. But it's a good episode, I think. Yeah, I think... What's really weird, I think, because... Oz and Willow are solid, right? Mm -hmm. That's why that's tough to see. Because Willow obviously feels bad, and Oz obviously feels pretty crushed about it. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty tough to see Cordelia go through that, because I think it's, like, in that moment where she realizes how much she cared about Xander. It is. So, like, you know, Oz knew already. Yeah. So he didn't have these two things. It was just the one thing. But Cordelia's like, oh, shit, I like this guy. Really. And, oh, shit, he's an asshole. Right. So... It's really weird because as much as I like Oz, I feel really bad for Cordelia in that moment. Yeah. Because she's a dummy. Well, that's nice. And then we get that in um, in the next episode, which is The Wish, which is another definitely very memorable, fan favorite sort of episode. Um, Cordelia is the person who summons Anyanka. That's her real name? Anyanka? He, well, that's her demon name. It's her real name. It's on her birth certificate. Her real name is actually Odd. O-D-D? It's spelled A-U-D, but it's pronounced mm. O-D-D. Right. Because it's a funny joke about right. how weird Anya is. Right, that's pretty good. Yeah. So that's technically her real name, but her demon name is Anyanka, and then she goes by Anya because of that. Sounds like a llama name. Anyanka? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. So Cordelia summons like her to... Cusco and Anyanka. <laughs> ...to seek vengeance against Xander, and right. so... Cordelia makes that wish, and we get that alternate universe. Um, yeah, that's a fun episode. Yeah, it's a really good episode. Um, we'll talk about Anya when we get to Doppelgangland, I think. But, but yeah, it's a really good episode. And again, it's 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 nice to see Cordelia have feelings, right? And like what you're saying, and that's why you feel so bad for her. Um, right. So it's nice that she's the one who gets this episode, as opposed to Oz. Right. Could have been the right. reverse or whatever, you know. Yeah. Anything yep. else to say about the wish? Um, I'm no. pretty into Buffy's look, her her like alternate version self. Pretty into that look. Yeah, you know I wasn't because she's so little again. <laughs> like they did that. They tried to do like a Sarah Connor thing yeah. where she's got like the cargo pants and the yeah the white beater tucked in and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I was like, but she's like this big. Yeah, that's what's so great about I her. Know. But then she's like in a room full of vampires and they're all towering over her too. And she's obviously doing fairly well because she's the slayer. But yeah, it's a good look. I mean, it's just funny. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's nice to see everybody. I mean, this is a little bit, uh, what we, oh, like with Band Candy where we get to see Joyce and Giles be really unlike Joyce and Giles. Right. The wish is kind of nice because we get to see everybody be unlike themselves in this alternate reality. Right. Though Xander and Oz are kind of themselves. Because they're good guys. They're, like, trying to... Xander's not. Oh, sorry. Not Xander. Who's with Oz? Is it Giles? Maybe. Maybe it's just Oz and Giles. Yeah, because Xander's a vampire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're banging vampire Willow. Sorry. Yes, I forget. Um, yeah, but you're right. Generally, it's... And then, like, it's fun to see Oz in, like, more of a leadership role. You know, usually he's, like, you know, just there. Oh, it's Oz and Buffy. What am I saying? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought there was other people with him. I mean, there's well, definitely Giles other people in the van. Yeah, yeah, Giles is definitely in. Yeah, and they pull out the van. I'm sorry, listeners, for our lack of memory. But yeah, you're totally right. Thank you. Okay, uh, episode 10 is a men's. Um, this is, again, I think another not very memorable one. Not one of the ones you're probably going to watch again. But a very important episode because it introduces us to the first. Mm. So the first evil is, um, like, driving Angel nuts. Right. 
and is trying to convince him to kill Buffy. And instead, he ultimately tries to kill himself. I see. If you were, yeah, it's a downer episode. (laughs) It is a downer. Um, Written and directed by Joss Whedon. But the first, it's kind of crazy that we get the first this early, and then we don't see the first again until season seven, in which the first becomes the big bad. Right. Um, Which is crazy to me, because the show might have ended at five. So I wonder if when they introduced the first here, if they ever anticipated the first being a big bad. Right. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, again, like I had said before, it seemed like they were always worried they were going to get canceled. So I guess there was always like just contingency plans. Yeah. Um, Like in case what could happen or whatever, like as a nice big blanket overall explanation as to why certain things are happening. Because like you said, mentioned too, like Joss doesn't really care about like (laughs) who, how, and what of it all. Yeah. He just wants to tell the story. Yeah. Right. Um, All right, so the next episode, episode 11, is Gingerbread. Gingerbread, I think, is a really good episode. This Mm. is the episode where the two kids get, like, mysteriously killed, and then Joyce is campaigning against, like, Uh, witches. Yeah, that's a tough episode. I don't think you liked this one, but I actually think this one's kind of brilliant. Um, And this is where Amy gets turned into a rat. Well, so, but Joyce is under a spell, right? Well, everybody sort of is, so these... The kids who the died kids aren't are, really right. dead. Yeah. Um, and this is what they do. They go from town to town and, like, cause this sort of havoc by appearing dead. Right. And then, like, coming as ghosts almost to right. see these people and be like, you need to save me. You know? Yeah. Creepy kids stuff. It's this thing where... Yeah, it's just, like, this lack of listening. You know? So, like, Joyce is doing this thing. And, like, Buffy's saying what she knows, and Joyce doesn't know, and Joyce thinks she knows best. And I don't know, maybe it's, like, reminding me of, like, issues I had with my own mom, when she was like, you know, you can't do that. Exactly. But it's, like, a whole episode of it, and then it almost ends in Buffy and Willow and Amy Amy. about to burn at stake. Which is, like, I always felt was always on the cusp of a conversation between me and my own mother. (laughs) So maybe it hit too close to home. Yeah, I mean, that's why I think this episode's kind of brilliant, because I think it shows the ways in which parents misunderstand the things that teenagers are Hmm. going through with magic as a sort of metaphor for like anything young people are experimenting with these days that's different from what it was anal (laughs) when yeah yeah i mean i don't want to say it's like drugs or something because like obviously drugs are bad so i could see why parents want to stop that but like something that parents just don't understand right you know and they're not listening to their kids who are trying to explain it to them right um so yeah i think all that metaphor like works really well so i think it's a pretty good episode for that reason Anything else about it? Um, no, yeah, another tough episode to watch or whatever. Yeah. But, and then, yeah, you keep bringing up Amy all the time. Like, after that, you're like, this is the one. This is the one. But she doesn't come back for, like, ever. Like, not until this season four that we're in, right? Come back from what? Being a rat? Being a rat yeah. Oh, not till season six, friend. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's well, that... a rat for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Season three to season six, yeah. Yeah. She's a rat. Yeah. Um, okay. Episode 12. Maybe one of my, I mean, definitely one of my all-time favorite episodes. I might rank it number one. Maybe not, but Helpless. Hmm. Buffy's 18th birthday. Oh, yeah. Giles makes her weak because that's the test of the Yeah, I've watched Watchers that episode like five times because of you. Yeah, it's one of my favorite episodes. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, maybe too because I've seen it so much. I was less wowed by it this particular time, which makes is what's sense. in my head. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's another... I just hate people. 
when they're not on the same page. Like so, Giles and Buffy. Right. And it like annoys me because they both have like so Giles and Buffy have this father daughter thing. Mm-hmm. They both know and no one says it at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So Giles does this thing but feels bad about it and tries it is to this make episode amends for it. Where you really start to feel it for the first time because she asks him to go to the ice capades with right, her. Right. I think that's this episode. This particular birthday. But um you know, so Giles is trying and Buffy is just mad at him. But similarly, Giles doesn't like he acts too late, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, instead of talking about it, then we get, like, this weird thing where they leave and they're all grumpy at each other. And I just hate episodes that end with people grumpy at each other. I see. That's how all my days end. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they just can't work it out that quickly, which makes sense. Because, I mean, that's a huge betrayal. Yeah. If, if you're Buffy, Giles hugely betrayed you. Um, but, yeah, I guess the reason I like this episode is I just like that story. I always like, like, whenever... You know, Superman loses his powers, but he still has to fight the battle. Right. And then he still wins somehow. Right. Like, I always like those episodes because it, it makes me feel like it's not just because these people have skills that make them great leaders and great fighters. Right. You know? Right. And I, it's just like, it's a good reminder when you've got fucking superheroes who can do anything and get shot with bullets and be fine and shit. Right. So. Yeah. Nice to see that it's well-deserved. Yeah. Um... Okay, episode 13, The Zeppo. Probably my favorite of the season. Yeah, this is a great episode. I feel like in the past of my life, I have underestimated this episode. But over the past year or two, maybe. And I think it's just because I was never a huge Xander fan. Right. Obviously, it's a Xander episode. But this is a great episode. And it's great how, it pl- how like, the best thing about it, in my opinion, is that he- Xander's having this whole thing and nobody knows he's having it. Right. And he keeps walking into their story and, like, crazy shit is happening right. whenever he walks in. Like, there's a crazy monster and stuff. Like, Buffy and Angel are having, like, this, like, you know, this one of those conversations where, like, you know, you know, like, don't, don't leave me now. Like, I need you now. Or it's, like, this huge right. epic middle conversation. Yeah. And Xander just walks into Angel's house, sees it, and he's like, I'll come back. You yeah. Know? And he, like, splits, yeah. Totally. Yeah, all that stuff. And it's just funny because, like, we, because we're following Xander, we miss whatever the actual big bad of that episode is. Right. You know, like, we miss the whole thing. We miss this whole demon, whatever it is. The sisters of something. I, for, I forget. But, uh, yeah, we miss the whole thing. You know, I wonder... It's if, kind of cool as a... Yeah. I wonder if I would have gotten it, though, if I watched it without you. Mm. Because sometimes I feel like we do kind of get a bit of information from them. Yeah. Because we jump pretty quickly. Like, we see Xander... And his plot connects. Mm-hmm. But we jump back to the gang a lot, but it's always different people of the gang. Yeah. So we don't know what their involvement is in the whole thing, which is yeah. why it's disconnected. But, um, yeah, so I just wonder if I would have understood that cleverness of it if I hadn't watched it with you and you told me it before. I sure. Wonder, you know? Again, it's more so just commenting on, like, that story in 98 would yeah. not have been told the same way today. Right. But it would have had that same twist of, you know following the B character while not knowing what the A plot was. Right. Totally. Yeah, it's a great episode. And it's it's just great. It's very Xander. Like, he wants to be right. cool. He's hanging out with these guys. Yeah. Blah, 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 you know? So, um... This it's episode just, won an Emmy. It won an Emmy? No, it didn't. For makeup. Did it really? Yeah. I did not know that. I found that out today. Wow. I mean, I guess the zombie dudes are pretty cool looking. So that makes sense. But I did not know that. I didn't think the show won any Emmys at any point of any kind. Oh, yeah. They won two this season. What? Yeah. You're blowing my brain hole. 
Yeah, I'll double check, but... Okay. Um, okay. Sorry, my list just went off, and with my new fucking iOS 10, I don't know how to use my phone. Alright, so the next episode is Bad Girls, which also kind of goes with the episode after it, which is Consequences. So let's talk about them together. Yeah, Bad Girls and Consequences. So, um, Bad Girls, we get the introduction of Wesley Wyndham Price, mm-hmm. Faith's new watcher, um, and this is the episode where Faith Faith has her Slayer philosophy of want, take, have, mm-hmm. and she sort of influences Buffy to be bad. They, like, go dancing at the bronze, you know, they're being bad girls. That's correct. And at the end of the episode, Faith accidentally stabs a guy. Yeah, you know, when you told me that, too, like, it's not just a guy. It's a guy who's important. It's an important guy. Right. Um, and I always wondered... He's it, the deputy mayor or something, right? Like, he's, like, a, someone. And I always wondered what his intentions were for being where he was. Because mm-hmm. the way he's portrayed throughout the season is he isn't necessarily on board with the mayor's plans. Mm-hmm. He's not against it either. But he's definitely just doing it because the mayor's a more powerful person. Mm-hmm. So... And I think if it's intentional, it's really clever because he goes there um, in this alleyway for who knows what. But, like, it could be looking for Slayers to help because he's, like, going to blow the lid off this plan. Could be. So he's a total innocent. Mm-hmm. Or he's there to check up on whatever other scheme the mayor had. And he is kind of in the capacity of evil, so it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. But nobody knows. And I don't think they know that the mayor's a bad guy yet at this point. Nope. So, um... As a viewer, we, we get really conflicted, I think. Yeah. Because on one hand, we want to reach out and say, no, it's cool. He works for the douchebag. But on the other hand, we're like, well, maybe, but he was like kind of a nice guy and could have helped them out. Yeah. I mean, I, I 100% get what you're saying, and that's definitely true. But I don't know that I feel that way, personally, because I just feel like she just stabbed a dude in the heart. Like, that's like Superman, again, because they're slayers, right? They're, right? They have more power. So that's like Superman just breaking your fucking neck. You know, like it's... It's like a it's like a grown ass man punting a kitten. You know? Like something that's like helpless comparatively. So it's just like hard to watch like somebody who's superhuman just kill a human. But it's about knowing though. Mm-hmm. Because this is closer to Man of Steel, right? Superman throwing Zod into a fucking building and collapsing the building. Sure. He was doing this thing. And accidentally hurt these other people. Right. As opposed to Superman just landing and snapping some dude's neck because he's in a hot dog. Right. <clears throat> sure. So there's a bit of, like, actual accidental whatever. It's definitely an accident. Because the the gang, too, they try to, like, say, like, hey, you know, it's not your fault. You know, you're in, like, the heat of the battle, whatever. But, like, she's not having any of it. That's definitely the framing that the show writers put this in. Yeah, well, in that episode, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that episode ends on the line of, or, like, or close to the line of when Buffy's like, you just killed a guy, and Faith's like, no, you don't get it, I don't care. And then that episode ends, and then Consequences is the next thing. Yeah, it sounds right. Because um, I guess that's the thing. I, that's what makes it all hard, right? Because, like, she... Because, like, if she felt really bad... That's the other thing, too. I think Faith is a complicated person. I think she does feel bad. Yeah. But as, like, a defense, whatever, yeah, she she's, like, pretending it. she doesn't care that she killed this guy. Because in that scene, before Buffy shows up, she is doing the whole feels bad thing. Like, mm-hmm. she's doing that obsessive scrubbing of blood outside of her shirt or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, and she, like, looks sad. Yeah. And Buffy shows up and she's got to do the brave face thing. Right. 
Yeah, it's true. It's true. Anyway, so Consequences is next. So Faith tells Giles that Buffy's the one who killed the guy. Right. Which is like a total dick move by Faith. Um, Angel catches Faith, um, but Wesley, like, saves her. And Faith escapes, and she, like, says that she's going to leave town. But that's how she ends up hooking up with the mayor after this moment. Um, so she's that's sort of Faith gone bad at this point. And again, yeah. this is what I guess this is why I like Faith because of the way in which she's complicated, right? Like, and especially when you're an angsty teenager, as I was at the time, like you feel like you can sort of relate to this thing where like people, like you've done something bad, so now you think you're bad, mm. so now you go with the bad guy, and it doesn't exactly feel right necessarily, but like he's nice to you, right? And like you're young, and like it's tough, and like I don't know, I, I just like appreciate that, yeah. Yeah. And even though I know Faith is, like, kind of a jerk and kind of an asshole, like, I think she's completely forgivable in the end, which might be a stretch. But I, I do think she's pretty forgivable in the end because I think we feel bad like she was a manipulated teenage girl, you know? Yeah. More than anything else. Yeah. I mean, it's tricky with this stuff, and that's the point. But, like, there's a point where she's gone too far. Totally. You know, it's why... Which is a fair argument, definitely. Yeah. I mean, she really does a lot less when she's with the mayor, honestly. Yeah. She's more harm when she's being a good guy than when she's with the mayor <laughs> That might himself. be true. Yeah. All right, what's All next? Right. Next episode is Doppelgangland. So this is the return of Anya, so we can talk a little bit about Anya here now. Um, Joss wrote and directed this one. This is a great episode. So this is... Anya wants to be a vengeance demon again, so she tricks Willow into helping her with the spell to retrieve that necklace that she needs. Right. Um, and so the alternate reality vamp Willow comes to the actual reality and hijinks ensues. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I love this episode too. I think the Wish and Doppelgangland are both really great episodes. Yeah. Vamp Willow is just funny. Watching regular Willow pretend to be Vamp Willow is very funny. Yeah. I mean, good on Allison Hannigan for pulling both those characters off. Yeah, it's pretty crazy because, like, you know, she seems pretty comfortable in that crazy outfit when she's Vamp when she's Willow. Vamp Willow, yeah. And when she's not, she right. seems very uncomfortable in that outfit. And that's, yeah. it's kind of an amazing thing to pull off. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I want to talk about Anya here and not earlier is, so when we see her in The Wish, she's just Anyanka. Like, she's just a demon. And, and if you didn't know she was going to be a main character on the show, you'd think she was just a one-off demon. Right. Um, but now we see her, this episode opens with her talking to, oh God, I'm going to forget his name, her boss. He's blue and he's got horns and a beard. Oh, uh, yeah. Blue horn beard. Blue horn beard. <laughs> oh, I feel like such a jerk because this guy comes back in this series. I don't know why I can't remember his name right now. Anyway. While you look that up, yeah. it opens with the scene of her being like, high school is the worst, and I'm failing math. Like, I don't want to be human, this whole right. whole speech that she's giving him um, now that she's stuck being human post the wish. Right. So, to me, this is where we really get to meet Anya in terms of, like, her personality, which is why I wanted to talk about her here instead. De Hoffren? De Hoffren. That's his name. Thank you. You got it. So, thoughts on Anya, just from season three alone? Um, Between The Wish and Doppelgangland. Yeah, she's kind of weird. I mean, they don't give us a lot. Um, she's kind of... I mean, you tell me that later on we'll see her become 
a revenge demon again. Vengeance demon again. Vengeance demon again. Spoiler alert. And she kind of like wrecks shit while she is. She does. I feel like thus far I'm not afraid of anything that she's done from what I've seen. I see. So like how good is she? Because the one time she did this thing, it gets reversed. And then the second time I see her, she's kind of inept about it. Yeah, once you start hearing about some of the stuff she's done in her past, I guess you can start thinking about it. But like she's murdered slaughtered. Yeah, and I, I think brutally they even men. Say it. So many men. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think they've said it already, too. Mm-hmm. But she just doesn't portray that, which part of me, I think, is supposed to be the comedic value of it, because she's such, like, a... Yeah. You know, to the she's like Drax mm-hmm. in Guardians of the Galaxy, you know? Yeah. She's true. like, nothing goes over my head, because I always catch it. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so up until now, if I'm removing what I know about her in season four, she seems fine just like this clumsy demon that doesn't quite do things right but that's not accurate right right well yes and no but no yeah <laughs> great solid answer from <laughs> sorry me. i you know i don't i don't want to spoil anything for you i want you to see what happens so sure. you'll learn more about her okay. and about her past um the next episode we get is enemies i really love this episode so um the mayor and faith are trying to steal angel's soul and it all seems to be working up until the final moment when buffy's not really chained to that thing and she's like psych i just love this episode just because i like love a love a twist like that just fun yeah yeah i was really on board with that whole thing too until the twist and i was like oh that's really cool but then Buffy then it gets like annoying. a teenager. Right, yeah, yeah. And I hated it. And you hated it, I right? went off for, like, days about it. She's all upset that Angel's bad. It was her plan. I know. Fucking Because she saw jerk. him be a jerk, and now she's like, oh, but I saw you like that. I total- mm-hmm. I'm totally with you. It's very annoying. But, but, again, it, but it's a good episode. It's a good example that. of yeah. what you're talking about, though, of, like, phasing him out of the show, and it's just annoying, because it shouldn't right. be like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I think that's also what was annoying. It's like, well, she's being so annoying because they're trying to write him off. And it's like... But would Buffy actually do that? Because sometimes she gets teenage girly or whatever, but this was like another level. Yeah, totally right. This is something I expect Dawn to do. (laughs) Um, All right, episode 18 is Earshot. Earshot is another favorite episode of mine, a personal fave, and it was written by Jane Espenson, so it's their second episode this season and overall. Um, So this episode didn't air, as you know, uh, when it was supposed to. So instead that week they aired, actually, they aired a rerun of Bad Girls, of all mm. things, which is weird because they didn't air Consequences. Right. So I don't really know why that was a choice. It doesn't really matter. But um, Yeah, this episode didn't air until September 21st. September, right. It aired, I think, a couple weeks before season four premiered, um, which is kind of weird. Yeah, and it was supposed to air probably late March, early April. Yeah, something like that. Sounds right. Yeah, yeah, March. It was uh, Columbine happened in March, right? It was literally like Columbine happened a week before this episode was meant to air. But then there's nothing scheduled for April. Maybe they were on hiatus or something. Maybe. Who knows? Um, so your shot. So your shot. Yeah, really good episode. Crazy coincidence with Columbine for sure. Yeah, crazy coincidence. I think. I don't know. Maybe because it was built up with the whole Columbine connection or whatever and all that jazz, but I didn't think it was that special. Yeah. I don't like Jonathan. I know you don't like Jonathan. I just, <laughs> Do you wish he killed himself on the top of that bell tower? No, I just... He's not <laughs> compelling in any way. So the the little bits he comes in, like where he's like the little nerd, mm-hmm. it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. And then him being part of like whatever this thing is, doesn't do it for me. I don't know. And then I know he's going to come back as part of the nerds. Yep. And I'm not excited about it. Yeah. You keep telling it, and I keep telling you, 
Yeah, all right. Fucking leave all right, me alone I think about you're not going to like season six. I'm I, pretty certain. Sometimes, guys and gals who listen to this show, Tumblr, Twitter, all you guys, I'm sleeping in, you know, at night, and Amanda will <laughs> lean over me and she'll go, you're going to love the nerds. <laughs> That's not true. It's true. No, I it's... think you're going to hate season six. I think, I think you're going to like season four more than six. And there are people like that, and I think you're going to be one of those people. <laughs> Shut up, Amanda. So, I, I mean, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has their own shit. But anyway. the end of the episode is great. Oh yeah, with the with the rat poison. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, that's it's really so good. funny. It's yeah. a great button. Yeah, I mean, I just I like um, when people can hear what other people are thinking. I just think it's a fun sci-fi thing. So it's just like a thing that I like. So that's fun. Right. And then um, yeah, I mean, the speech up in that bell tower, I, I call back to it in my life all the time, all the time. What she says to Jonathan, and the content's great. Yeah, yeah. I just it, the episode as a whole isn't great for me, but I, yeah, no, there's a good message there. I really like it. Uh, the next episode, episode 19, is Choices. Choices, I think, is a really good episode, too. So this is, um, Wesley tells Buffy that, like, she can't leave Sunnydale, so right. she can't go to college or whatever, and so she gets all, like, she goes all gung-ho on, she's like, if I just stop the mayor now, then I can go to college. Right. Um, Willow's, like, has it gotten into so many colleges, she's trying to choose which one to go to. Um, Cordelia has also gotten into... Quite a few. And, like, and really good, good schools. Ones, yeah. yeah, I forget what, but something like Cornell or some shit, like yeah. some grade school. And Xander is feeling like he's a loser. Right. And he plans a road trip, like Jack Kerouac, yeah. <laughs> on the road. Um, I think this is a good episode. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty solid. Uh, is this the one where Willow gets captured at the end? And, like, Bogart's that page from the book? Like, it gets yes. botched, right? Yeah. 100%, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, next one we get is The Prom, written by Marty Noxon. You don't like it? It's that teen shit It's, again. it's a lot of teen shit. So, yeah, Angel she's wearing the breaks up with Buffy, right, yeah. and then, but he does show up at The Prom later. Um, I mean, there's that good bit at the end with the... Anya as Xander to Prom is, like, one of my favorite scenes yeah, that's a good <laughs> for bit. Anya yeah. and Xander in their relationship, and they have a lot of really good relationship moments, right. but that one's pretty funny. Um... Yeah, it's a fine episode. I'm with you. It's not it's not one of my favorites. Right. The protector moment when they give her the umbrella. That's awesome. Really awesome. Really nice. And honestly, Xander has some good bits, too, in the episode. Like, even with his in um, like his conversations with Cordelia. Because it's revealed in this episode that mm-hmm. Cordelia has her, no money. Her father embezzled a bunch of money. Yeah. So yeah. she's trying to get money so she can go to college. And she's working this dress shop where... All the people going to prom mm-hmm. are getting their clothes. And around. Xander buys the dress for her. Buys a dress, doesn't rat her out to the other yep. Scoobies. To say that she has no money. So it's like a good bit, and I think it it's is. another instance where like, I don't need them to come back together, but at least they almost reconcile. At that they point. really do, I think, reconcile. Yeah, and this is the end because that's it. Cordelia is going. So, right. um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's good stuff in it, but yeah. as an episode, it's yeah, not one of my not, faves. Not totally with you. Um, and then that's it. We get to the finale, Graduation Day Part 1 and Part 2. I will say, this is another weird fun fact, uh, Graduation Day aired when it was supposed to, Part 1, in May. But Graduation Day Part 2 did not air. They also pulled that because of Columbine. And then it aired mm. in July. Yep, July 13th. Weirdly. Like, a few months later. So that, I think, as a viewer, must have been really tough to have seen the first half of Especially that Especially because yeah, it's half. a part type episode, right? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much one whole episode. But yeah, I guess it's just because of all the weaponry the kids have um, right. when they fight uh, the mayor. Uh, yeah, they just pulled it. 
Right. Yeah, citing, like, you know, inappropriate high school oh, Because violence. everybody, like, whips out weapons and stuff at the end, and mm-hmm. uh, kids are, like, punching each other in the hallways or whatever because they're fighting the vampires. Right. Yeah, so that's what happened with that. Both written and directed by Joss Whedon. Both, I think, really great episodes. I think it's a great finale. One of the better ones, for sure. Right. Though they're all really pretty solid, but... As yeah. we talked about last time. I mean, really, it's a shame it takes so long for the mayor to become prominent. Mm. It's really not until, like, halfway through the season where he's, like, a thing. That's true. But he's a really good villain. Probably one of the funner ones that we've seen. Spike's fun. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. That's why season three and five are my favorite, because the mayor and Glory are my favorite. If I was to sum it up, yes, Ben. Uh, If I was to sum up why those two seasons are my favorite, that's why. Mm -hmm. It's really why. The villains are good. Yeah. And so it makes the whole season great. Yeah, because it's nice to see, and I guess that's why I like Spike, and I I have only seen a very little bit of Glory, so I'll check it out. But um, when there's like a weird, not friendship, but like this mutual respect between Buffy and the villain... Glory and Buffy definitely have yeah. that. Yeah. Because Spike does too. Yeah. The mayor, not really. They kind of dislike each other. They dislike but they, each other. But they acknowledge how dangerous the other one, the other is. one is. So yeah. that's where that respect comes from. Yeah. Totally true. So that's why it's fun in, the, in a way that like the master mm-hmm. that kind of like disregards it. Yep. Angel also just kind of knows. Yep. You know, that he's better than Buffy. Yep. And that makes it less interesting because then they don't talk. Yeah. 100%. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, but this is a good episode. Um, yeah, the graphics are fine. That weird yeah. snake demon thing that ends up happening at the end. I mean, for 1999 on television, fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Toy Story's already come out at that point, so I'm just saying. That's not on television. It aired. I'm just saying, it has a different on budget. TV yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Different budget. Yeah, I w- and I always question, too, like, what was the point? So the mayor's trying to ascend this whole season. I know, you say that, and I actually am with you. I really don't know what his goal is. He no. wants to be this demon. Right. And I don't really know why. Right. I guess just because he's all powerful or something. And Anya tells this story too about how, because I, I don't understand the specifics, but it sounds like an ascension is this person who's doing it gets merged into this other being. Yeah, right? it like becomes the thing. Right. And the last time this being did it, like they laid waste. But the way Anya tells the story, it was like to a town. Yeah. Like, this town was really fucked. Yeah. But you could drive five miles away and it's okay. Right, right, right. So I wonder, like, was Sunnydale just going to be a shit show? Well, the mayor also founded Sunnydale because he's immortal. Because he's immortal, right. So it seems like, why would you found a town just to destroy it? Right. I mean, it's on the Hellmouth. Right. Like, what are his goals? Does he want demons? Are the demons going to have stores? It's true. It's a little unclear with the mayor. I'm with you. And it's fine because it's evil. It's It's fine. He's evil. It's going to get stopped. So we don't. I mean, it's power, right? Like, it's just not a satisfying answer, though. I get what you're saying. Totally get get it. Snyder gets killed. Snyder gets eaten. Yeah. Um, very uh, Jurassic Park style. Yeah, he was so annoying. He, yeah, Snyder sucks. I mean, there are times where he's fun. He was good in Band Candy. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, he's so funny yeah, in Band he's Candy. he's real funny in that episode. I forgot. Um, and he has some good bits, I feel like. I mean, he's kind of funny. He's that principal, like, we all thought our principals right. were, you know, so. Well, he's real tough in the fucking, that mom against witches mm-hmm. episode, yeah. Yeah, there are just times where he's, like, terrible and other times where he's kind of fun. Yeah, it's true. Um, what do you think about the Faith Buffy fight in this episode? Um, it's, it's in part one. pretty good. Yeah, you made me watch it also during a Slayer Fest, specifically that scene only because oh. everybody touted how good a fight scene it was. It's pretty good. Yeah, probably pretty good for TV. Pretty good hand to hand. Not yeah. to give it a 
Well, and it's a hand to hand. It's kind of fun. And then they, she has the handcuffs after one of them gets handcuffed. Yeah, there's like a bit where they're connected to each other. And yeah, they're fighting. it's yeah. fun. It's yeah. just like a fun fight. No, it's not bad. Um, yeah, I guess same thing. You know, you watch the show because, like you said, it's got a lower budget, so you're not mm-hmm. watching it for the snake demons. You're watching it for the characters. Yeah. So there's a good amount of back and forth that's what makes that scene for me more so than the fighting gotcha is that like they're aware of who this other person is and like it's not just the punches it's the verbal attacks right you know well and let's remember that Buffy shows up for that fight because she needs faith so that Angel can drink her blood because Mm. she has poisoned Angel with a poison arrow so he's dying until he drinks the blood of a slayer right and even though faith is like about ready to die she jumps off onto that truck so that Angel can't be saved but they both end up in a hospital. They do, because then Buffy lets Angel drain her blood. Right. Which I love. It's so good, listeners. It's so good. It's fine. But Amanda takes great pleasure in pointing out every time Buffy's neck wound is visible. Oh, I love it. She's like, there it is. Just Pause, love it. Zoom in and enhance all the time. Love it. Oh, so good. Okay. Um, but yeah, so they both end up in a coma right. at the same hospital, and they have that dream where they sort of make amends with each other yes. also, which is nice to see, like, in, in this dream world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it works out. And they, Sunnydale High, class of 1999, they blow up the school. I mean, that's the most epic way to go out of high school that there ever could be, right? Do they get their diploma? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so, yeah. now that you mention it. No, I don't think so. Because no one so. goes up there. Like, yeah, they don't no even one, get to that part, yeah. No. Yeah, the mayor ascends halfway through his speech. Oh, Buffy does, though. Giles gives it to her. Oh, yeah, he, that's like, right. He finds it in the He rubble. finds it, yeah. yeah, that's right, that's right. And then Angel leaves in a cloud of smoke. Yeah. Done. That whole fight, too, for Cordy's first vamp that she stakes. Yeah, you want to tell the story about that for anybody who doesn't yeah, know? Yeah, anybody who doesn't know, um, the story about that is apparently that day on set, Joss Whedon was really pissed at everybody because everybody was annoying him. And um, Is there more context that context to that like annoying him or he was just kind of doesn't say he was just irritated that day for whatever reason at like literally everybody on set so um charisma carpenter Carpenter, thank you comes up to him and is like i want to stake a vampire and he's like fine just do it get in the shot i don't care (laughs) it's just like a cranky fuck Mm -hmm. but it is nice that cordy gets one vampire before she gets her angel status of being cooler than she is so yeah it's nice to see before she goes uh yeah but i think that whole fight's good fun it's nice to see xander uh partake so much because he's got like the military plan of how to take down the mayor which is interesting you bring that up because the episode we just saw is like him revealing that he's like losing it losing it yep forgetting so is that true then like that's not really brought up again or to much smaller degrees all the time much smaller degrees all the time yeah i think that's fair Hmm. yeah all right so overall thoughts we said but now that we've talked about the whole thing, it doesn't really sound like you like the season that much, honestly. Really? <laughs> a lot of times you said those episodes were forgettable. And like I, I think said, there's only three or four. I, Out of 22? Come on, that's pretty solid. That's not really what I mean. No, it's, it was a fun season. It's just that emotional stuff, like the teenage nonsense or whatever, like I'm over it. Yeah. Even now we're watching season four and, you know, the shitty college things are just like... Yeah, stuff with Parker is like annoying. Up. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, they never really get there. Because Buffy only ever gets to be, like, 22 by the time the series ends. Right. Something like that, so. Yeah, but I've watched some later stuff, too. They and seem I, like grown-ups from season five, better, right? Because especially once they stop with the the school setting. School is gone, Everybody right? can just act a bit older. Yeah, Willow keeps going to school. 
but off camera uh yeah mostly off camera sometimes we hear about her like schoolwork and stuff her and tara are both going to school so we hear about the schoolwork and stuff sometimes they say they have to study or like things like that right yeah study study air quotes (laughs) yeah so that that happens but uh and then willow drops out of school in season six why reasons all right, so that's it. Any she other goes thoughts? back to school in season seven. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts? No, I think that's all I've got to say. Yeah, I mean, I do. I'm sorry if this episode made me sound like I don't like the season. It, I think it is. I think it's one of the more solid seasons of the show. Hmm. But not without critique, like all things. Sure. Yeah, that's why I show in the office every week. Yeah, man. Here we are. All right, well, that's it for this episode of Dangerous to Go Alone. Follow us on Tumblr at d2ga.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter at DangerAlonePod. Um, check out Broken Jars on XYZ. Uh, a bunch of other fun shows on there. Including J-Ray's Office Podcast. Check it out. Great Scott. Great Scott. Um, and that's it. We will see you... Next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.